everybody, and welcome to another so episode of Opposites React. Good start. I'm kind of ready. Uh, this is episode five on February 25th, 20, 26. shoot, 26th. Um, yes, I am Sarah, and this is my husband, Tyler. Hello. Uh, and he, like usual, he will be the one with the notes in the discussion, and I will just be uh, coming for the ride. <laughs> Actually, I thought this time I'd switch it up a bit. <gasps> Why don't we start with what you've been up to recently? Oh, my goodness. I Since last time, I think I beat SteamWorld Heist, uh, and I beat Comico? Comic, whatever. It was not good, so don't worry about it. Um, other than that, I don't think I've been doing much. I started a game. What did I start? I started, oh, Zenki Zero. Uh, now I have Rune Factory 4. So now I have to figure out which one's going to win in the time war. But other than that, nothing much. You? Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot of new stuff in the past week. It's just been a lot more Apex Legends. Oh, we're all shocked. Yes. <laughs> um, still looking forward to, uh, what is it, three weeks from now? I think three weeks from now is when MLB, the show 20, comes out. March 13th. Yep, March 13th. Uh, actually, two weeks then. A little more than two weeks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, uh, in terms of stuff, I guess, we did during the last week, whether new or old that we can discuss um i watched um as part of i remember last week's discussion we were talking about the daniel craig bond films oh yes yes <laughs> I, I listened remember, i yes. was a good listener uh so in preparation for that i uh, this past weekend i rewatched casino royale in dvd form yes i don't own the blu-ray <laughs> wonderful I thought I, letterboxing I can't believe i didn't own the blu-ray but <laughs> uh, whatever i mean i got over it pretty quickly it's yeah. such a good movie um easily rewatchable yeah, definitely. Like I guess I touched on this already last week, but I think it's it's a it's it's pretty straightforward Bond plot. Like, there's not a lot of action scene stuff. It's more just about building up Craig's sort of backstory and obviously the the whole Vesper relationship, which plays a big part in the rest of the films to follow. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, even though the movie's what almost 15 years old now, I think it still could easily be made today, and it, it doesn't feel like you know it's no, it definitely film. could. Yeah, could be released today and be hype. Uh, I guess the only really new thing I watched, um, or started watching, I should say, started an Amazon series last week. Uh, I think it came out last Friday called Hunters. Mm-hmm. And that's um, actually, I had the. Uh, it's Al Pacino. Al, <laughs> it was all over the marketing, Al Pacino. <laughs> um, the basic synopsis of the plot, if, if it can intrigue you, it says, um, it says Nazi hunters discover hundreds of high ranking Nazi officials in 1977 New York City conspiring to create a Fourth Reich in the U.S. So basically, it's a uh, the, the the pilot's actually about an hour and a half long. It's a pretty long opening episode. I think each episode's probably around an hour normally. There's ten mm. episodes in this first season. So, but the first episode definitely, you know, with it being almost feature length, um, yeah. it sets the tone for the series. Um, yeah, it shows you the hook. Right. Uh, definitely introduces the well. The main character is, um, of course, I don't have the character's name on the top of my head anymore because I watched it on Friday. But the main character is, <laughs> I'd say, a, uh, early twenties ish male. You know, living in New York as we established. Is he the Peter Jackson guy? Oh, not Peter. Oh, he was in the Percy Jackson. Percy, films. I did it. I yeah, was close. yeah. His, the actor's name is Logan Lerman. I think he's okay. really good, but in this role at least uh, so far. But yeah, so he uh, there's a tragedy. A member of his family is killed, and at the at the um, the wake, I guess you'd call it. So you yep. call it right? Wake when you have people at your house. Uh, at the wake, um, he meets Al Pacino's character. I think his name is Meyer. Meyer Offerman, I think. I remember his name. I don't remember the kid's name. <laughs> but he meets, me, meets Pacino's <laughs> character, and Pacino Im- Im- implies that he knew the kid's grandma. And then from there, it's like... So the kid is trying to find out who killed his grandma because it was like a... 
um like she was shot in her living room basically in her apartment and he he saw it from the upstairs but he didn't get a good look at the guy who killed her so but then he finds out that uh pacino um pacino's character meyer um his backstory is kind of vague but he apparently knows or might know who killed her so the kid kind of steals the info and goes to confront the guy and finds out that the guy is the guy is an old um nazi who fled to the u.s and because uh, the, the the kid in this case um like him and his grandmother were jewish right his grandma uh survived the holocaust and came to new york and uh so like i said the whole plot basically set up that sets up that the kid meets pacino and a bunch of the, the, the end of the episode introduces five or six more characters who i don't even know their names yet because they haven't been really properly introduced but um introduces them as sort of like nazi hunters yeah the, the party members yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's definitely the first episode. Definitely has a lot of intrigue to get me going for the rest of the series. Um, and uh, it's actually really the first episode is really well shot too. There's really a couple of striking scenes um, where again I don't want to spoil it for anybody who want to watch it, but you spoiled the whole plot. Not really. Yeah, you, I listened to the whole show. That was pretty much the whole episode. I just spoiled an hour and a half and two like not even two yeah, minutes. Well, I no. didn't give away any details about the the Nazi there's blood. stuff. And there's gore. I'm not going to mention, okay, fine. The episode, it opens really strong. It ends really strong. In the middle, there's obviously a lot of filler. But not, I don't want to call not it filler. filler. It's, it's expo- ex- exposition? Not really. Well, yeah, there's some exposition, obviously, but it's it's set up. It's a lot of setup yeah. for the rest of the series. But I was going to thought now what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, some about... scenes were shot right. wonderfully. So there's one sequence where, so, of course, they have this, tradition, this classic scene where you have, like, so when he... The kid gets arrested for something, and then Pacino like bails him out, and then he goes to the old guy's house, to Pacino's house, and finds out the guy's rich. And they have like this. He's like, "Oh, why don't we have a chess game?" So they sit down having a chess match. And as they're having a chess match, they're talking. Pacino starts telling him a story about when him and his grandmother were in the concentration camps, and the the Nazi general or whatever that was running the camp would make the one of the prisoners there in the concentration camp was like a, uh, a very popular chess player, a Jewish chess player who would always beat the German chess player oh, in, not gonna end well. in like in tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So th- when the guy finds out that guy's at the camp, he, so he, he transports like a bunch of the prisoners out to this field, like 20 or 30 prisoners every day. And the, the general is Nazi general has set up like a human chess board out there. And so he makes the prisoners strip down and then they have to pos- assume the chess positions. Wow. And then him and the other guy compete. And obviously, when when the chess when these human chess pieces would they, it's like they, Harry Potter chess, right? But <laughs> the, in this case, they would kill each other. Yeah. So he's, he's as if like they're blowing up right. the Harry Potter pieces. So he's, but he's making so the general is making the Nazi prisoners basically right. kill each other. So like that was pretty twisted, like mm-hmm. an interesting. But like, I don't believe at all that it happened. Did you always win still? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's the point, right? So that, uh, Pacino's character makes a comment like, "At least we had that, you know. At least we didn't let them win, you know. Like we still had our our smarts, but." Um, I, I mean, I don't for a second obviously believe that that ever happened. I don't think yeah. there's any con- but for, for someone to fictionalize that, it's kind of an interesting scenario. Like mm-hmm. it's for something definitely you, you could have seen happening, like in that whole Nazi scheme. But it's twisted. Yeah. So you know, like so there are some interesting ideas. I think I hope it flushes it out over the rest of the uh, series. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely keeps me interested. How many episodes are in the whole series? <clears throat> Ten. Okay. Yeah. So not a huge invest. I think most that seems to be the kind of the par for most Amazon series. I think the boys uh, the series yeah. I watched last year was also around ten episodes. Okay. That sort of seems like their that standard. That has a season two coming, doesn't it? Later this year. I'm not oh. sure if it has a date yet. I hope it's in the fall or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing really I've, entertainment-wise, that I've done last week, I guess, is I uh, had the idea the other night to um, 
replaying Mass Effect 1. Oh, man. I've heard so much about that game lately for some <laughs> reason. Like, everybody's talking about Mass Effect right now. Yeah, I don't know what the renaissance is, but all of a sudden there's always threads on, on the Resetera yeah. forums about people like... Oh, yeah. Even the podcast I listen to is not even oh, really? part of it. It's just like they're replaying Mass Effect and everyone's like, oh my gosh, did you do this? Did you do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're all just going to go up to Mass Effect now anyway. So I've, for, like, for context, I've beaten Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. I've beaten 1 and 2 multiple times. 3 I might have only beaten once, Same. I think. And there's a reason for that. It's, not, it's definitely not the best of the, of the bunch, but... When I've played them, I've always played mostly as a Paragon, which is like the, the good mm-hmm. sort of moral stance. Um, and it's actually interesting. So I read an article, or sorry, there was a tweet actually by one of the Bioware developers uh, last week who mentioned that they had some stats on, they said something like only 12% of people actually played the Renegade path. was 8%. Was it 8%? Yeah. Okay, 8% only played Renegade. Um which is interesting because most people think of video games like an escapist fantasy thing. So, like, if you're always a good person in life, don't you want to be kind of like a jerk in video games? And or at least see what it plays what, out as. Right. Um, and so I, I thought it'd be interesting this time to do a... So, well, two things for me. I've always mm-hmm. also, I've also always played as the male the protagonist, protagonist. Male shepherd. The wrong shepherd. Yeah, I've heard that sentiment many times. So <laughs> this time I'm going to try a, a fem shep run and play Renegade the whole way through. Well, how has it been so far? I'm only a couple hours in, but it's been some pretty funny Renegade stuff so far. Like I said, uh, I mean, I already knew this from... I, I know why the Femme Shep character is so highly revered is because the voice the actress, voice Jennifer Hale, amazing. is it's really good. Um, like, yeah, the male... The male... Just dude bro. The male is funny when he's Renegade, though. Okay. But when he's Paragon, you don't really buy too much, I think. But okay. when he's Renegade, it kind of fits his, his tone. <laughs> okay. But, no, but... um, So, female Shepard so far has been really good as Renegade. Like, she either she's either always pointing a gun at someone or, or punching someone out. Yeah. Like, at least in the two hours I've played so far. So, it's pretty amusing but to see her. But you'll still save the world. Exactly. <laughs> you can still be an anti-hero, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of knew this, too. But going back and playing Mass Effect 1, which I think came out in 07, I believe... I want to say 07. I think you're right. Uh, definitely showing it's, it's definitely showing the product of its time. Like it's always been kind of a janky animated game anyway. Like graphically, it's fine. I'm not worried about graphics, but just like the animations and, and the load. Oh, kinds sometimes of stuff. yeah, for sure. It's it's, it's showing have, its age. Have you played? Is this the first time playing on PS3? Because this is the first yes. time I would be too. Yes, it is. I was playing Xbox before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I'm looking forward to finishing that up and then you know moving on to Mass Effect Two. Because I I kind of want to also give once I finish Andromeda? one, two, three, I want to give Andromeda another Yay! shot. Yeah. Andromeda is not as bad as people make it out to No, be. it sounds like it's had a lot of good updates and patches. Even so. before then, it was just fun being janky. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see where that goes. Um, <laughs> the only other topic really I have to discuss here that might take up some of our time here is, um, and I had already mentioned this to you the other day when I called you from work, I was talking to Sarah about uh, video game movies, specifically like live action uh, video game movies like obviously there could be CGI in, but I just mean like there's always some sort of like recently when you think about like Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pikachu like yeah they're CGI'd but it's still like a live yes, action film there right? is live it's action not all people. animated so uh, I made a list of all the video game movies that are coming out going all the way back to the original which would be Super Mario Brothers <laughs> which I didn't, I didn't write down the year but I feel like it's 93 I want to say 93 is when that one came out because, I believe you. I because, don't know. Because Mortal Kombat came out in 95 that's the one most people remember is like an awesome video I game movie I just remember that music yeah but so, I mean, the list was, I think the list at one point was like 30 or so films long. I trimmed it down to only the ones that I've seen so that we can, I, can, I can't, I'm not going to comment on films I haven't seen, but I trimmed the list down to maybe 15 or so films because there's some really real duds on that list. There's some really bad video game movies. Well, is there really like, any amazing ones though too? I wouldn't say amazing, but I would just say like, if you separate like, them yeah. from their source material, they'd still be a decent standalone film. You know I was going to say, like, how like, many do the, how many do the like, series of justice? Well, we can we can discuss this. Yeah. So my idea was I'm gonna give like a brief thirty second opinion on each movie. Ready. Okay. 
So, sorry, so Super Mario Brothers. Um, I've seen it so long ago. I don't remember. A lot. I, the only details I remember is that it's for it being the first Viking movie. It was really, it was really bad. But it, it tried some interesting. <laughs> you don't know things. that when you were a kid, though, do you? Even as a kid, it was a bad okay. film. I remember, like the Goombas in that film are represented as like seven foot tall people with like really tiny heads. Like, but that's the opposite of what Goombas. Are. <laughs> the best part of the movie probably is Dennis Hopper as the villain playing Bowser. So okay. it's basically Dennis Hopper, who's like the prototypical '90s villain. He's just wearing a suit the whole film, but he has kind of like a spiky head. So uh-huh. like that was like Bowser for them. That's so I, awesome. It was a terrible film. Uh, rewatch it if you want to get drunk sometime. I guess so have a good time. <laughs> Next film, I guess, would be uh, Street Fighter. It's, this one's actually it's, ironically Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat came out back to back in years uh, and Mortal Kombat's a better movie in my opinion but Street Fighter isn't too bad and it, the the one saving grace that movie everyone agrees on is the actor who played uh, M. Bison okay like the villain of the film his name was Raul Julia the actor he was really good like he did a lot like he was in like the Adams Family movies like the, the OG Adams Family movies okay. he was a really good actor like, a, like a, actually like a serious like theatrical actor and he tried to take oh. on this che- cheesy role but he put so much into it oh, and apparently he? like he was going through cancer at the time this film was wow. so he lost a lot of weight but he was still like given his all in this movie and everybody That's says awesome. now the, the protagonist in the movie playing uh, uh, Guile is okay. uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme right. oh really <laughs> yeah. wow oh and also you know who Kylie Minogue's in it she plays uh, is he Chen Li or no, what no Cammy. Okay, Cammy. Cammy. Yeah. I don't remember who else was in it. It's a, it's a pretty bad film. Again, it's one of those ones if you want to get drunk and watch it. Aww. Like, obviously, if you want to watch, like, if you were going to watch, like, super, had a marathon, Super Mario Brothers, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat back to back, get drunk and watch all of them, you'd have a good time. Yeah, and a good ending, too. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I think still holding, even though the movie's, what is it, like 25 years old now, Mortal Kombat still holds up. Even watching it nowadays, the fighting scenes are really well done. It was well choreographed. You hear that song and you know what's going on. Yeah, the song is one of the most That's all I know remember, from but, I've never seen the movie. And I also think most of the acting was not sorry the casting most of the casting was really well done like um Liu Kang and Raiden and uh Shang Tsung were all really well cast even like the side they don't say side characters but like Johnny Cage Sony they didn't have a lot of screen time like they even put Goro in there Goro doesn't even look that bad by today's standards like for the, the CGI or the they, they actually they use mostly practical effects thing for Goro oh really so it's pretty cool but yeah I can definitely still rewatch that film um unfortunately after that they did decide to do a sequel Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like, the next move? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's the next one on the list. This is like so many <laughs> fighting games that get movies. Why? <laughs> well, they're probably easy to film. I mean, it's... I get... Well, it's a lot of lore. But there's, not, there's not too much lore. Mortal Kombat... Well, Mortal I, I would say like the first Mortal Kombat movie probably didn't have a huge budget. I'd say... If I, if I had to guess, I don't know if the numbers were running, but I'd say maybe like 20, 30 million. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation was probably definitely like 5 million. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like you can tell. I thought Mortal Kombat would have made money though. Even though they brought back most of the same actors. Actually, I shouldn't say most. Who did come back? Was it just Liu Kang and and uh katana i think the rest might have all been new actually oh. yeah ryan didn't want to come back johnny cage didn't want to come back <laughs> so they actually end up in more common annihilation they actually end up killing off johnny cage in the first five minutes what shell Kong kills him which is stupid but whatever um it's a terrible film uh there's maybe a couple scenes that still hold up nowadays like the fighting scenes aren't too bad although the ending the end fight between Liu Kang and Shao Kahn is some of the worst cgi you'll ever see yeah even by 90s standards it was terrible okay so uh the next one you can actually kind of discuss we can or you can make a point on because you've seen it is uh Lara Croft Tomb Raider Angelina oh, Jolie yeah. yeah I love those movies I think I saw them all in theaters too that movie's almost 20 years old now it was 2001 that came out mm. but yeah that was uh again if you separate it if it wasn't a Tomb Raider film it was just like a generic Angelina Jolie action film it'd still be pretty good I never played Lara Croft before then though like I never played any right. Tomb Raider that was my first I mean anybody, anybody who played Tomb Raiders back in the 90s uh, like Angelina Jolie basically looked like oh yeah no she the, was the, the perfect person for the yeah, role exactly 100% um, and actually, I don't know if you remember this or not. Do you remember in the first Tomb Raider movie? Uh, there's a couple other famous actors in it, yeah. but also uh, it was one of Daniel Craig's first roles. Remember he was, was he the villain? 
not the main villain but the psychic the psychic guy yeah, yeah. wow i yeah. i can see him in my head and be like yeah that's totally him yeah and i think that was his first time too trying to do like an american accent and it wasn't oh. great you could definitely tell he was slipping a bit but yeah again you can rewatch that's it. not a terrible film no it has some like fun it, it was true to her mm-hmm. source material for sure yep. like she was hunting tombs woo Next one, which I think still holds up pretty well today, too. Uh, well, probably the only good one in this series, in my opinion, would be Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil film. Uh, <laughs> one of seven. Good job. Six. There's six. Well, I thought we said there's seven. No, I said I thought there was five, but there's actually six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they, they, they made six of these Resident Evil films, and I think they got progressively worse as they went along. I don't even I didn't even see six. I just heard how terrible it was. But uh, People only watch I those s- movies for one thing. I saw them. I, did, I definitely saw one, two, and three in theaters. Um, one was the best, easily, because uh, it kept the source material pretty simple. And it was just about, like, you know, them going down to the Umbrella Corporation to the... And then, you know, obviously, you just you have your prototypical zombies. You have a couple of the, like, the liquor enemies. They didn't, and, then the, the, and then the end of episode one introduces, like, Nemesis, which is kind of cool. But Ooh. then they, they kind of butchered that in the second movie. No. So, But the funny thing is, too, so more, the first Mortal Kombat movie and Resident Evil movie were both directed by the same guy. And I think they're both oh, good films. I didn't know Mortal so, Kombat was directed you know, by him. Paul W.S. Anderson is his name. And he's a—he's done a lot of other. Like he actually, you know, so he did one of your dad's guilty pleasures, Alien vs. Predator. Oh yeah. Uh, he also did. What other movies has he done? Um, go memory, go. Come on, you memory. Got oh, oh, he did, he did a really good one back in the '90s called Event Horizon. It was like a horror oh, movie. Oh, I know that one. And uh, well, I I won't spoil it at the end of the list. He's got a new one coming out later this year too, another video game movie. But we'll get to that. So, but yeah, Resident Evil, Resident Evil I think still holds up pretty good film. I think that's I think I've seen that one like on TV mm-hmm. or something. But it's not terrible. Yeah, they played a lot of TV and stuff. So, uh, next one would be uh, you didn't even know about this Doom. They made a Doom movie. Oh, yeah, I had no in idea. In 2005, Is I want to say. For that? Why did they make it? No, like or, I don't know about oh, it. Is there a it, good reason? Yeah, for it, that? It, well, it bombed. It, it's a pretty bad movie. It has a couple of decent actors in, it, like the. Like Dwayne Johnson plays the main. I can see him character. being the Doom Slayer. Well, he's okay. not. He's not really though. He kind of like he's sort of like the secondary protagonist, but oh. he, he kind of turns bad in the movie. He should be. Oh, what's his face? Dom. Not Marcus. How would he be? Marcus is not the same. Marcus should be another wrestler. <laughs> I don't know. What Sorry, about, what about uh, Dave Bautista? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You right. got it. You there got you. it. Okay. Right. We started casting. Right. But yeah, no, going back to the the Doom film was terrible. I said the only notable sequence probably in the movie is like a two-minute uh, part near the end of the movie where he go they go into straight into first-person view mode where it's like you just see like the gun in front of you and he's going down the hall oh, and you're shooting demons. I see what you're doing. The camera's even like deliberately going like around a corner, like up a stairway. Oh, and it's like man. It's pretty, it's definitely fan service-y. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, an interesting visual thought, but uh, yeah. not a good film. Uh, <laughs> next one also, Sorry. I think, is another pretty good one that, especially on rewatches, holds up really well, is the Silent Hill movie. They, mm-hmm. Now, they made two of these. Again, the sequel was bad. Most video game sequels are, but the original said Silent Hill, the director really treated it well. Like It was a low-budget film, but they used a lot of practical effects, and it's just more about the atmosphere, right? Like it's literally about the mom in Silent Hill looking for her daughter, and there's just like the fog everywhere, and the sirens go off, and everything starts going to like hell, and all the demons and stuff. Like it was pretty disturbing. Uh, but it's for some reason I don't know. Like I said, the first time I watched the film, the pacing was a bit off. There's a lot of exposition, and it finishes really. It, it ends really weird. But if you rewatch, I think it holds up pretty good okay. on a second viewing. So I'd recommend it. Was that when like Silent Hill was already on? Like the games were already on a decline, or was that? Like yeah, that? Okay. yeah, because this would have come up probably somewhere around oh five oh six. Okay, so, so yeah, it's yeah. almost it's almost long gone by that point. Um, then there was there was the uh, Hitman film, which unfortunately I like. I really like the actor who played the Hitman. Like I like him as an actor, but he was miscast in this role. 
Who he was didn't, it? Uh, you remember the, you know that show I like to watch called Justified? Yes. That TV series? <gasps> yeah. Him. He was Hitman. No. So they shaved his head, obviously. He was bald. But he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't have the voice or the no. um, stature. Phys- like stature for it. Yeah. yeah so and it wasn't a good film either. I've, re- I've watched it a couple times. I barely remember really? anything about it. I don't remember the action standing out. It was just bad. What year was that? I want to say that was 07. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then there was the Max Payne film, right. which again, could have been good. Had some decent thought like, ideas behind it. But again, I just think miscast. Mark well, Wahlberg. Well, he looks the part. doesn't matter. If he, look, he, didn't, he doesn't sound anything like no, him. No, I know. I'm just saying he looks it. That's all. Yeah. Fine. I guess he kind of looks like Max Payne. That's probably the only I reason so. that, why they cast him. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. again, that, sure. that's a movie that it's always on TV. It's always seems to be running on, yeah. on FX or Showcase or something. But uh, it's, uh, I don't know. If, I remember the movie being pretty boring. There's a lot of well, so was the third game, filler and... <laughs> The third game. What? Yeah. Isn't the third game the worst? Or is the third game the best? I like the third game a lot. Anyways, well... I'm um, thinking about Mad Max. I get those two mixed up. Yeah, the third Mad Max film is one of my favorites. Uh, next movie would be Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, that uh, one wasn't terrible. Like, I, think he was, <laughs> I think he was fine playing the prince character. They kind of suited from what the games were establishing. And it was kind of... It was filmed... I'm trying to remember who. I'm pretty sure it was directed by one of the Harry Potter directors. It might have been the might have been the guy who did Goblet of the Fire. So. Oh, one of the worst ones. Okay. Yeah, but um, it was one of those like it was definitely like a Disney type. It was trying to be like a pirates type mm-hmm. film. Like the action scenes felt very Pirates of the Caribbean ish. Um, it had some good actors in it, but I don't I don't remember that well. It wasn't a terrible film, but not doesn't stand out to me either. Right. Uh, another here's a, here's another a guilty pleasure on the list here. You, I've watched this multiple times. You can attest to it. And I actually think it's not a bad film, especially the driving scenes. A Need for Speed movie. Oh my gosh! I remember when Lucas was like three. Mm, he loved. He it. loved yeah. that movie, and I was like, why? But <laughs> whatever. Yeah, no, it's filmed in a way that can appeal to either kids or someone like of our demographic. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, he really enjoyed it, and it has like a bit of everything. It was kind of like Need for Speed: The Run. Yeah, in a movie definitely form. felt like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the driving scenes are actually really well shot, and they don't use a lot of CGI. It's a lot of practical car crashes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they, um, they could have gone over the top with it, but they really didn't, which I thought was cool. Yeah, no, it's not a bad movie at all. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. If it is, you should go watch it. It's it's definitely good. Uh, this this one I got to bow out of, but you can tell me what you thought about the Warcraft films. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, we definitely saw that in theaters and got our Warcraft shirts on and went well, went to Hot Topic to buy our Warcraft shirts, and uh, it was okay. Like. I don't really know the original Warcraft lore, so it, I, it was kind of over my head. I, I watched a YouTube video to try and catch up on all the lore right before we watched the movie, and I still did not understand anything. But what I do remember is that it was super pretty, so <laughs> if I took away anything, it's it's that. like It was definitely um, very beautiful to watch, but it was over my head. That was one thing I was probably intrigued about it with was the director behind. It. I knew I knew visually it probably looked pretty good, and I think it had a decent budget behind it. But it did. I I think it did like a massive in China. Mm, yes, and then sure. it did mm-hmm. very poor everywhere else. All right. Uh, next film on the list would be the. Uh, and we're getting into more recent stuff here. Like I think Warcraft was twenty sixteen, so we're talking yeah. movies in the last five years. Uh, the next one would be the Assassin's Creed film, which I had expectations for. Especially given the... Uh, they have so much they could pull from. Yeah, like the, they had a decent director behind it. Like I like the choice for the main actor, like Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't bad in the movie. It's just I think the, the script was terrible. The action scenes were horrible. Too much, way too much exposition. And it just ended really dumb. I, they ended up, they ended it obviously with the possibility for more, but I don't think they're going to make more. No, <laughs> I think that movie lost money. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, again, I think that's on Netflix. If you want to watch it, Is sure. It really? But I don't think it's really worth it. Worth your time, even if you're a fan of the series. Mm. 
Uh, next one would be the, uh, I guess you want to call it the Tomb Raider reboot. They did a new one a couple oh, years ago. Oh, I didn't see that one. And this one, this this version of Lara is modeled after the more recent versions of Lara. Yeah, like actual British. Is she British? Where is she yeah. from? Okay. Yeah. Uh, actress and everything. Yeah, th- again, they chose a good actress for the role. Yeah. Definitely went a different style than what they did with the Angelina Jolie ones. Yeah. Because uh, whereas Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider is like, you know, a uh, like her, her Lara Croft is a skilled treasure hunter gun wielder type character yes. this person was and this person is sort of like, like they fish out of physical. water well yeah like not used to guns yeah. more like a tr- more of a uh, or adventure seeker sure yeah we'll call it adventure seeker um i didn't actually see the film but i've seen multiple parts of it on youtube and i've seen reviews i don't, I don't think it was a bad film by any means but i just think it felt a little generic and plain to people not didn't do anything special really right like it's Whereas, whereas yeah, I think the original Lara Croft Tomb Raider had some interesting settings and different action set pieces. I think this one pretty much all takes place on like an island in a jungle, so it's kind of oh, doesn't generic. the original the new the reboot Tomb Raider also takes place on an island in a jungle, doesn't it? No, I'm talking about the reboot one. I know. Oh, oh you but mean the, the game. game? Oh yes. Oh, they definitely modeled it after the game. Okay. I've seen that. You know, remember that scene? Did you play the original? Yeah. yeah. You remember that part in the Tomb Raider reboot game where like she she jumps off the ship into the water? The reboot in the game. Yeah. yeah. That exact shot is in the movie. Like oh, the, I didn't did, realize did it like was such a one-to-one. One. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, I played the game. I don't need to watch the movie. <laughs> um, and then that brings us to more well, last year, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Which, um, I don't... Detective Pikachu, I think it's a good film, but I don't really have much of an urge to rewatch it. No, same. Honest. Like, it's... Like, well, when I... Uh, we did see that in theaters, and when I see something in theaters, it's like, well, I didn't really see it, so <laughs> maybe I'll watch it in 4K. Um, but then, yeah, I, I really didn't feel the urge to actually rent it and rewatch it. So, oh well. But um, and we already talked about this the other week. But the song, the Hedgehog movie that I saw recently, I would rewatch that again. And I think you'd enjoy it too. I think Lucas would like to I, watch it. Uh, the Sonic is good, even if you don't like the Jim Carrey stuff. Like the Sonic itself is good. Like the. Oh, I'm sure I'll have to rewatch. I'll watch it anyway. So. Uh, and then we got a couple more coming up soon. Uh, so later this year, I want to say September, and write down the release date here. But in September, they're doing a Monster Hunter movie. Yes. Which could go good <laughs> or bad. But my why only, could my it only, go good or bad? Well, my only part of hope for this is that it's being directed by the guy who did Mortal Kombat and um, Resident Evil, the first yeah. ones, right? So I think he could With do the a same good job actress of it. from Resident Evil. Yeah, because well, it's his wife. <laughs> <Yes>. So yeah, <laughs> Mila Jovovich. So yeah, but I don't know. I think some people were thrown off when this was first announced because I saw some early screenshots uh, or like shots from the um, from the filming where they would show the characters. It looks like they're walking around in some kind of mountain desert setting, obviously trying to hunt a monster. But a lot of them are carrying like assault rifles and rocket launchers, and I'm like, um, they haven't played monster. Yeah, Hunter. <laughs> that doesn't really vibe with. Maybe they'll have some swords and magic, but I don't know. Like, there's no magic in Monster Hunter. No magic, really? No. It's all just. Swords and bows and stuff. Yeah, okay. and like throwing your paintballs to track the monster <laughs> well, and see where it goes. That. That. Well, that's real monster hunter. There is like a bow gun, but there there they, is they, no they, assault rifles. Have like the felines in it. Like the little <gasps> <kid>. <laughs> if they don't have palicos, that'll be not monster hunter. I'm sorry. No, well, that's only recent monster hunter to be no. fair. Oh, there's an all of them. Not all. Oh, of them? I'm, am I only thinking about the new ones where like they cook? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, they cook in the new one. Right. Yes, yeah, okay, like they're chefs. Up. But in the other ones, like they've been around since. Four, I think, as like a main person. How many of those games do you think they made in a series? Like, uh, quite like. Across all there's only platforms. like mainline five, but they have like their ultimate versions of each one. When did it start? PS2, or I believe That's when they so. Were... Yes. It was ma- it was it had its it biggest point on it the wasn't PS- PSP. Was it? No, that's no. when Monster Hunter Frontier came out, and that was ma- Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. I'm sorry, right. came out, and that's when it became massive. 
Um, and then Monster Hunter World was like a reinvigoration. I don't know. What am I looking for? Reincarnation? No. no. Re- I don't know. Re- it boosted like the series again. Okay. Like it's the best selling by far. Hmm. So it'll be good for the movie coming out, but I'm very curious. Because it it doesn't sound like Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's just and also the timing. Unless they end up pushing it, the timing of the release is interesting to me too. A September movie for something of this caliber. This feels like a January movie. Like something you put out in the winter when no one really cares. That's when most video game movies come out. But this one coming out in September is like. I don't think this actually has any kind of a chance of. I don't want to say awards recognition, but like to put it out at that point of the year is an interesting choice. Huh? It's either it's either it's either a summer movie or a winter movie. It's usually not a September. I would have felt the summer movie, yeah. like a summer just chill. And then the next one that uh, I'm looking forward to is so I didn't realize it was coming out this soon, but in January of 2021, they're doing a Mortal Kombat reboot. And with this one, I really like the casting so far. It feels like they're actually trying to get a lot of established martial artists, like the guys. For, more importantly, <laughs> the the people they casted for Scorpion and Sub Zero are really good choices for like Japanese guys who know martial arts. Um, <laughs> And, and, and they're also casting. I think in this case they're casting a bit older too. Like Scorpion Sub Zero, they're going a bit older, right? They're not okay. going with. They're going with people that are in like their forties or fifties. So, I'm just curious where they pull their lore from because yeah, with the more recent games like Ten and Eleven mm-hmm. have made so much lore dump that it's they could they could go crazy. I hope they do go crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I I want a fighting game movie with just so eccentric that it's bonkers. <laughs> Well, we'll find out soon. Yeah. I hope they do a trailer sometime in the summer or something. Maybe we'll finally get a trailer for it. Uh, so that, that's pretty much it for video game movies. Um, we take the good with the bad. Again, I left off a lot of bad ones. <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned to you the other day that I won't even go into you didn't detail even see the on them. Second Lara movie. It's not worth mentioning. It was still good. <laughs> better than most of those movies. Like, what do you remember about it? Lara Croft. So, then one thing you remember about it exactly. There was a team. You remember who else was in it? Lara Croft. Gerard Butler. <gasps> he was in it. He was the her boyfriend dude. Yeah. He was the boyfriend dude. Yeah. Say so you don't remember anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't good. Uh, if I had to, let's just say if I had to pick three movies on that list for you to watch right now, I would say go watch. Sonic. No, I would say go watch Mortal Co- the original Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Silent Hill and Need for Speed. Those are my choices. Really. A nice mix of di- totally different like properties. You know what I mean? Huh. Like, uh, is there any movie that is there any series that you want to be made into a movie? Go. I I don't think it'll ever happen, but Metal Gear Solid just seems like it oh, lends itself. What a good choice. But the casting would have to be perfect. Well, you can't have Kojima do it either. Cause no, it, it, I don't want like Kojima a, touching it. For our long movie, I, t- I want someone else. I don't even care if it's really that faithful to the source material. Like if you, as long as you give me obviously Snake and uh, and uh, Ocelot and some other crazy nonsense like. I just feel like there's been a lot of directors that have been attached over the past that have been interested in it. More recently, um, director who did uh, uh, he did the most recent uh, King Kong movie, Kong Skull Island, okay. which is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, I and he's, he's he's in his early thirties. Like he's a pretty young director, and he's actually a big fan of the game. So I feel like he do the source material some justice. Yeah. Um, I hope he gets a chance well, to. Well, it's just like that series is, is in such limbo now, though. That right. Like the popularity has waned on it, obviously. Well, it's I, on think its peak, it's, I think I think it could come back though, mm-hmm. but they'd have to have something amazing. Yeah. If they make it forgettable, then. <laughs> Sol. So I did have one more idea of something we could discuss too. I actually kind of wanted to make this a, a uh, running theme. Okay. Over the podcast is each week I want to take I want to do like a. I don't even want to call it perspective. A, a, a take. I want to look at a specific actor, who, 
I think hasn't gotten, and this is going to sound dumb when I bring up these two examples here, but I think hasn't gotten enough recognition for how good of an actor they are because they usually they're usually typecast or um, they're only remembered for one major role because both these actors have been attached to big franchises and they've played one specific character a lot of times that they're in your mind you always think of that person as that character, right? But I want to mention a few other films that they've done outside the norm that are really good that people may haven't seen or okay so who you got for so me so I'm gonna let you pick this week I'm gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you two actors and you tell me which one you want to discuss okay. we're gonna talk about it for about 15-20 minutes what well if I go into depth on these films I'm ready okay who are my choices <laughs> so uh do you want to discuss uh oh, you're smiling which means I'm not gonna like this oh, at no, all no. I, I, don't, I definitely know you like the one actor I'm not sure if you really like the other one or not but so do you want to discuss Hugh Jackman or Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Tom Cruise gets enough recognition as it is. Come on I'm now. Talking about We're doing Tom Cruise. Fine. Good. Because you know what I want to talk about here? How many Oscar nominations do you think he has? Zero. He has three. Oh. But the last, <laughs> but the last one he had was in 2000. Okay, that's probably why I don't remember. Because, you, because okay, because... What's Jerry he, Maguire. That was one of them, yes. Yay, yeah. I did it. Um, because what's the one thing... Okay, <gasps> if I... Top Gun. No, he didn't get nominated oh. Top Gun. If I if I say to you what do you remember what character do you remember Tom Cruise for? What oh, do you the say? Mission Impossible guy. You don't know the character's name? Uh, give me the first name. Ethan. Ethan Hawk. Hunt. Shoot. Ethan Hawk's an actor. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I got the age. But, right. but but you said Mission Impossible, which is which granted, I mean, he's done six of those films, so you would hope what that. That's what I know that, him for. Anything else come to mind? Because I got a few written down here that. Oh, there was that warm. Oh, um. Shoot, um, the one that's on TV all the time, and Edge of Edge of Tomorrow, Edge of Tomorrow, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge, yeah. I did it. Yeah. Um, shoot, you're looking at me. and You're making me stressed out. <laughs> What's uh, the one movie uh, where Tom Cruise played a villain, where he's amazing, and you bought the script for me? Remember? Oh, your favorite movie ever? Yes. Collateral. Yes. Definitely. I. You know how many people I've talked did to you about? Did you not get nominated for that? No. What? Do you know how many people I've talked to in my work that haven't even seen that movie? Well, you should just I, ban them from being at your work. No, everybody should see that movie. Not, I know. Not just for him. You like, it's to, a good movie in general. You have to organize a movie night and just show that movie. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, another one I want to shout out to. See, it was interesting. Like, he, like I said, he went through a stretch in the, I would say, early 90s to 2000. 2000 was the last time he got nominated for an Oscar. It was for a movie called Magnolia, which was a drama. And he's really good in that movie. He deserved the nom for sure. But ever since then, he's done mostly action films, which... Okay, but he's amazing. Like, he is a freak of nature. <laughs> I'll, even, I'll even give you... I didn't put this on my list, but I'll give you... I know you hate the film, so you're going to give me an evil glare as soon as I mention it. But most people... Most actors of his caliber would have never taken the role that he did in Tropic Thunder. Oh, for goodness sake. Like, how many actors are going to do a role like that? I understand not yeah. many, and it's a terrible movie. It is, but he's hilarious in it. He, he showed he showed he still has those comedy chops. He's not just an action guy; right? he can be funny. The other one I really want to shout out, and it actually, so he had a pretty good stretch here. I think between O two to O five, where he did a lot. Like O two was like Minority Report. Gosh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, roll the one. eyeball. Yeah, roll the eyeball. <laughs> uh, after that, the one the next one I want to bring up that I, I own on Blu Ray, and I think you've seen it. If not, you've definitely heard me watch it. Is The Last Samurai. Oh yeah, no, I, I've watched it multiple times. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yes. Like outside the box for him to. That was the early two thousands. Two thousand three. Okay. Yeah. And two thousand four would have been collateral. Yes. So, and it could stretch there where he didn't do because I think he did Mission Impossible two was two thousand one and then he didn't do the next one until oh five. Yeah. Or oh six. So yeah, he was there he, a break after that one too. Yeah, yeah. He's done the Mission Impossible films usually every three four years at okay. this point. Um, 
want to do such crazy stunts. I got to plan yeah. all these things out. And like you already mentioned Edge of Tomorrow, which again, I think most people, since it's more recent, most people have probably seen it. But if you haven't, it's definitely worth a watch because again, it's one of those movies that I feel doesn't succeed without him in that role. Like he brings enough personality yeah. to it. Was it an anime first? Was that what it was? It's based on a manga, manga. I think. Okay. Yeah. Another one that I want to give a shout out to. Uh, now, unfortunately, this was a rare case where, like, he is outside of the um, Mission Impossible movies, he doesn't, usually do it, doesn't do a lot of sequels. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Like there, there is a new Top Gun coming out this year, but yeah. to be fair, that's the, not a sequel. It's like a reboot. Well, no, it is, is actually. It? Oh, the actual because sequel? he's playing the same character thirty yeah. years later. So oh boy. Okay. Yeah. No, I did not. Redacted. Um. The, the other one I want to shout out to was uh, Jack Reacher. Of course. Well, the only the first it? one. Okay. The second one I thought was terrible, and it wasn't his fault. It was a different director, different <laughs> script. I I could be wrong on this too. I could, I could be wrong on this too. I feel like the second Jack Reacher film. I should look this up beforehand. I feel like the second Jack Reacher film was an original screenplay, like an original story. Oh. It wasn't based on one of the books. See, the first Jack Reacher was based Isn't on a, a book. A few books, though. Like, oh yeah, they, they've they done a bunch of books. Yeah. So okay. that's why you know what? Let me look it up while I'm Uh-oh. looking. So you won't be able to do this. What? You know, we able to do this. I can't look up something and talk. No. Yes, I can. It's called Jack Reacher Never Go Back. Came out in 2016. <laughs> I just want to see if it was based on a book or not. Uh, no, it was. Did I read the book? <laughs> oh, no. Tyler's wrong. I don't think I... Because I was going to initially give the movie crap because I didn't like in the Jack Reacher sequel. So if anybody who's read the books or even seen the first film, you know his character's portrayed as a loner. Like, he's a... He's a drifter. He just kind of like goes where he's needed. He helps people. Like he's, but he's like justice still. Yeah, because he he's a former was it army ranger or something. Okay. Like he's he's got a military background and and he's definitely skilled in killing people, which you find out in the movies. But and again, I, I, didn't, I, didn't think, I don't think I read this book, but in the second film, they established that he has like an estranged daughter. So this, oh. this whole second film, he's got this teenage daughter to take it along with him, and she's first off, she's a terrible actress, and secondly, I just didn't buy the whole father daughter dynamic. Like it didn't work for me. So I think. Well, that, how often in a film does he have a daughter? Or like a child. Uh, yeah, not often. I'm trying to think, Family Guy. I'm trying to think like I Family. Can't think of any. No, yeah, it's a good point. Um, so he just made. But the first Jack Reacher film, the main problem for anybody who's read the Jack Reacher books, Jack Reacher's in the books is described as a tall blonde guy. Uh, yeah, like I always say like six four, six five, blonde guy, like huge shoulders, like it's yeah. like, and obviously Tom Cruise is like I don't know what, like five six, five seven. <laughs> So we didn't look the parts. That no. pissed off a lot of book fans. But watching the movie, I felt like you forgot about it right away. Like, he wasn't just doing a Tom Cruise role. He put his own spin on the Jack Reacher thing. Um, it was still kind of a Tom Cruise role. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I like, so the common common thread here, I guess, is, so, same guy who directed and wrote Jack Reacher, the first one, also did Edge of Tomorrow, also did Mission Impossible 6. Really? So, so they're, like, Tom working Cruise together. Is- yeah. Boy. And they do good, and they do good films together. Yeah, so no. keep keep it up, right? Well, who did Jack Reacher two then? Uh, again, I didn't mind when I heard Jack Reacher two. I, I liked the director that was it was the director who did Last Samurai. Oh. And he's in other good films too. So I don't feel like the direct the directing wasn't bad. Jack Reacher so two writing. It so was you, the writing. You have to f- read this yeah. book and see if, how poorly it was adapted. Yeah, I mean to be honest, there is a lot of those. I think when I just looked it up here, it said it was the. The 18th Jack Reacher book. Oh, <laughs> that's how many boy. of those things are. I think I own four or five of the books. But I wonder why they chose that one then. But whatever. Yeah, because even without the whole father daughter subplot, the rest of the movie the, the plot was just terrible. I didn't care about any of it. The villain was bad. They like, see, whereas like the villain in the first Jack Reacher was really good. You yeah, really the wanted. Guy. Yeah, you wanted Tom Cruise to kill him. Yeah. And they have a good like hand to hand fight near the end. 
which that part kind of bugged people because that's out of character for Reacher 2 to read the books. Like Reacher in the books is very much like, if I have a chance to kill someone, I'm going to do it. And at one point at the end of the Jack Reacher movie, he, he has a gun. He, he sneaks up behind the bad guy and he has a gun on him. He can just shoot him in the back of the head and end it. But he decides to throw the gun down to have a man-to-man fight, which is like a Hollywood thing, obviously. Like yeah. The Reacher in the books would never do that. Okay. So that was a bit out of character, but he's got a good fight scene out of it. So, um, But yeah, so I don't know. Again, the, the main reason why I had Tom Cruise on this list, everybody knows who Tom Cruise is, obviously. And I, I know you want to say, when I say he doesn't get recognition, I'm, I'm talking about, I think now he's just going to be always just viewed as the guy who just does the crazy stunt movies. Like, he's easier than hunt. Like, he's the, he always wants to push the envelope, do crazier, crazier stuff. And hey, give him full credit for that. At his age, to still keep up. He's, he, to be honest, like, people want to make jokes like he looks the same as he did 30 years ago he's got a lot he's probably had some plastic surgery and botox and stuff done <laughs> like his face looks pretty young for guys in his mid 50s but he's always kept his body in shape and like, like naturally he's never been bulked up like a steroid guy he's always just been the same body shape mm-hmm. but he always just maintains it so he's not he's not something that you, that you would see in a magazine like what's his regime no, or exactly anything? yeah like, no no he does well for himself yeah and again i think he has a lot of range when you watch movies he could be funny he could be just not recently. He could be action. well what funny recently you mean like, what movies has he been funny in? Well, I mean, even, like, the Mission Impossible movies. They have little bits of humor. Or Edge of Tomorrow. Well, like, Edge of Tomorrow has some funny parts when he keeps yeah. dying over and over. I just think and... it's part of his character. Like, yeah. he's, like, the funny um, kind of guy you can get along you know, with. You know but I, like, I can do action, too. You know what I like about his role in Edge of Tomorrow, too, is that they set him up as the beginning of the movie is sort of like the anti-Tom Cruise thesis where he's not the badass. I don't want to go to war. Yeah, he's trying to like 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 bribe his way or blackmail his way out yeah. of going to war and then when he gets into the war he has no idea what he's doing and he's like constantly frightened and everything. I thought that was a fun trope to play on because he's always the guy that's in control and um What was the third movie that he got nominated for? Oh so well the first one going all the way back to nineteen ninety would be called called Born on the Fourth of July. He plays like oh, a Vietnam yeah. War he plays a Vietnam War veteran who's like in a wheelchair. Like he's and he, it's 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 a political movie about. But he was young back then. Oh yeah, he would have only been like thirty or something back then. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jerry Maguire and I, which to be honest, Jerry Maguire, I don't even know why he got nominated why. for that. That was been a weak year. Yeah. <laughs> Mag- Mag- Magnolia though in two thousand, he definitely deserved that nomination. He plays a. Uh, that movie is based on a whole bunch of different subplots and characters. It's a very it's a very complicated movie to to explain, but he plays uh, like a misogynistic. Like, he's, like, a guy who, like, runs these seminars on how to, like, how, for guys how to get women in, like, okay. the skeeziest ways possible. And he's just, like, a total jerk the whole movie. But then there's, like, a subplot about him, like, his father is dying and he hasn't seen his father in 30 years and he hates his father for whatever happened in his childhood. But they have this, like, cathartic scene near the end when the guy's on his deathbed and that, that scene alone probably got on the Oscar nom. Uh, but, I mean... I, Where do you get a start? I'm curious. Oh, God. Uh... I want to say his first... He definitely started in the early 80s. Definitely his first... So he's always been just an actor. Oh, yeah. I think so. Like, everybody thinks of Top Gun in, like, 86 as his first big role. But before that, I think he also did a couple of those, like, uh, Risky Business. Mm. Maybe you've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. He did one called uh, Cocktail. He's, like, a bartender. Uh, some, some other stuff from, like, the early or late 80s, early 90s that was, like, pretty prominent that people might know would be, like, uh, he did one called The Firm. He plays like a lawyer. Where's the one where he's the lawyer? Oh, you think of a few good men. Yeah. You think about the one where he argues with Jack Nicholson. Yes, and he, then people he, make quote the line all the time. What you, you can't, can't handle, handle the, the truth? truth? Okay. But that's not how it goes. I don't know. I just remember that on a misquoting thing. Ironically, like, wow. since you brought that up, I read I saw a thing recently saying that Jack Nicholson kind of not ad libbed that line, but he changed the line. The line was originally going to be called "You can't handle the truth" to be something else, but Jack Nicholson changed it. And now it's obviously one of the most iconic like mm-hmm. movie lines ever. Well, the delivery is awesome. Too. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I, I'm curious. Like I said, okay, so at this point, so Tom Cruise is like 56 years old, I think. I just looked up the other day. I want to say he's like 56. He's scheduled to do at least two more Mission Impossible films, um, which I can't imagine he keeps going past 60 for that. But who knows? Yeah, uh, don't. don't. I, I just want to know what the next stage of his career brings for him. Like, is he gonna switch to drama? Yeah, like. It, I mean, like, the idea seems to age, so it's not like he's going to all of a sudden be playing like some white-haired guy, you know. But he'd get implants. Yeah. <laughs> and he, well, I don't. I worry about that though because he hasn't really shown that he can play the parent role, and that seems like the kind of role that that age group would hmm. usually have. I'm trying to think of another older actor that I could like, uh, compare, parallel the careers of. Like, I think of another actor who who was in action films and transitioned to something else. Going back to like the 80s or 90s. Hey, you're like, drawing a blank. <laughs> uh, that, but that's that's interesting. That, that speaks to his skill as an actor. He's so different from other actors. Oh, yeah. Like he's special. You even consider like again, uh, not to, but when we can discuss it next week. But when I put Hugh Jackman on this list, because obviously Hugh Jackman, you think of Wolverine, but it's not uh, the first thing that comes to mind for you. When you think of Hugh Jackman, you don't think of Wolverine. Prestige. Yeah, but come on, like he's the guy. He played Wolverine in one, like yes, eight, yes, eight yes, films I just or something like that. To be the, yeah, the black sheep. You know, but again, Hugh Jackman can do a lot of other good things too. But I just feel like, like I feel like Hugh Jackman has more range, I think, than Cruz does. But yes, Cruz is really, really good at those roles that he chooses to do over the last twenty years. Those actual people roles. write roles for him. Even even the sort of like generic, I don't want to call it generic, but those kind of action films that you don't really remember, don't really. Like you don't really want to rewatch them, but they're still good on their own. Like if, you're, if it's something you want to rewatch on TV, like to pass a Saturday, like you can watch stuff like Oblivion, mm-hmm. uh, Night and Day, um, Vanilla Sky. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a drama. But, but I remember another Tom Cruise one. I've seen Vanilla Sky. Yeah, I've seen that one. Really? And it's got Cameron Diaz. It does. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting role for him to do too. Uh, I think that yeah, yeah that would have come out like I said right around the time yeah, like 2001. Yeah. So right around the time he was doing like Mission Impossible two, and then he did the ones we've mentioned already. I still think I again part of the reason why I love Collateral so much. It's definitely a great film on its own merits, but he's, but he's the villain. because him playing a villain. But again, it's not like he's like this mustache twirling villain. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's got he's got a lot of depth to his character. Yes. You know what I mean? It was so out of the box, but he yeah. did so well. When you, figure, when you feel like half of the movie takes place with him in a cab talking yeah. to Jamie Foxx, it's just all about the dialogue. Remember, remember that one scene specifically towards the end of the movie where they have this like four or five minute expedition scene where he's sort of like attacking Jamie Foxx's, like not following his dreams and like mm-hmm. wasting his life and stuff like that. And just like the way he just like cuts to his soul and just like, and again, it has to do with the visual aspect of Tom Cruise in that movie too. You, you always think of him a certain way when you see, like he looks the same pretty much all of his movies. Maybe he has longer hair in some than others, but mm. in Collateral, like he dyed his hair, was it gray? Yeah. Like a grayish. Uh, and, and I think he might, did he have a, like a goatee in that I one as think well? so. He has some kind of facial I'm, hair going on. In my, which he doesn't usually have either, right? He doesn't even have facial hair. So yeah. it was a totally, totally different look for him. And, uh, and again, it's also, again, spoiler, unfortunately, if, if, if you, you want to watch Collateral, Definitely skip the next few minutes of this segment, but I'm just going to say right now, it's one of the rare, maybe the only, I'm trying to think, Tom Cruise movie where he actually dies at the end. Yeah. Like, how often does he ever die I was in a thinking film? That, yeah. well, I, I was thinking that even for a small guy that he is, I he I was scared of him like throughout the movie. He plays such a oh, good yeah. villain. Like I was the end scene where they are in the um, Sub- office building. Oh yeah, and yeah. The, he's chasing down. It's like oh my gosh, and then the oh subway gosh. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like he was he was fear. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was impressed. 
But yes, he does. I, I can't yeah, remember he, when he dies. He, he, he dies at the end of the collateral, but I can't think of any other films where... Well, he dies a lot in Never Tomorrow. <laughs> yes, technically <laughs> that is true. That is a good point. Haha. So, I don't know. I just... Yeah, again, I'm not even going to get into the whole... What do you call it? I was going to say off topic, but... um, Like his real life. His yeah, reality. his real life. If you want to get into the whole Scientology and his apparently his issues he has with relationships, he's had a lot of marriages and stuff. But no, what? Two? Well, three, I think. Is it three now? I, I thought it was just Nicole Kidman and Kate Hudson. No, you're missing one Kid. from there before Nicole oh. Kidman. But uh, but I always, I'm always, I can always separate the actor from the the personal I know. life. You have that. So I don't really care what goes on in his personal life. All I care about is he's a great actor, and I think he has he does a lot more than people give him credit for. And I again, not, I, it's not that I think Oscar nominations are the be all end all, but I, I would like to see him just get some kind of recognition, even if they eventually they've always talked about for years the Golden Globes and the Oscars introducing some kind of like a a stunt role like for impressive they like should, stunt scenes and I'm like for the stuff he's done in the last deserve. few Mission Impossible films he deserves some kind of recognition well even the stunt actors that put their lives in danger oh well, yeah, yeah no that too I'm talking about so I'd like to see yeah I hope that that opened the door for guys like Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves to be recognized for at their age being able to be willing to go through as much as they to make it because I've told you this before but with the Mission Impossible films with Tom Cruise doing all of his own stunts not only is it impressive from a physical aspect, but it makes it so much easier on the filmmakers. Oh yeah, because you, you, you can, can put the camera, put the camera right in his face. Yeah, you don't have to exactly. hide stuntmen. You don't have to be creative with like using CGI yeah. and stuff. You can just like film it as it is because it's yeah. actually happening. <laughs> yeah, like that's. I'm sure it's well. It's more immersive. It's a cinematography like dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 just my take. Like I said, so I guess next week we'll discuss Hugh Jackman. I am excited for Hugh Jackman. Yeah, definitely, because he's got he's got a lot of other films we can talk about too, besides the Wolverine stuff. That, but he's given up the action. True. Yeah, I think Hugh Jackman has kind of hung up his. Although I don't want to call it an action, but he's. I was looking at something the other day. He's got a new film coming out next year. I think it's called Renaissance or something or Rem- Reminiscence. Sorry, I can't remember the title, but it sounds like he's doing sort of like a sci-fi thriller where he plays like a former military guy who like. Uh, can erase people's pasts or something. It has to do some kind of conspiracy. So I want to see him do huh. something like that. that I think it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? I might as well look up the damn premise now while I'm here. <laughs> I, I, no, we're talking about Hugh Jackman next week. You can no, do no, that no, next I, week. We will, but I wanted. Oh, I just. Man. I'm just trying to save you the strain of talking and googling. <laughs> That's true. I'm not very good at that. All right, you know we're gonna <laughs> save it for next week because I can't remember the title right now. But uh, is there anything else you want to wrap up with here? No, I'm. Um, I hope that I do more for next week. <laughs> I think of anything else I want to do this weekend. I'm sure you watch another episode. I should, yeah, I should watch show. more Hunters for sure. Uh, oh, I guess following my my James Bond sort of. Tri- oh, Quantum of Solace. I, I, I have to watch Quantum of Solace next. Your favorite theme song. No, it's not my <laughs> least favorite, but it's not it's not the best. Yeah. Alrighty then. Well, Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you very much, and hope you listen next week. Yes, please. Thank <laughs> you. If you're out there listening, we thank you very much. We know we just rambled, but it's cool. <laughs> we, it's like a little project for us, so. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.